Profiles in Cinemania, Stuart Raffle. You awaken on a dark stormy noon in Hollywood, south of Canada. You always wanted to get into the moving picture business, but the ground keeps shifting, the scripts keep warping, the producers keep on whining, and the job offers are getting stranger and stranger. What? Who's there? I'm here to direct in the cinemas. Out of the murky gloom of a brightly lit auditorium, a hand hands you a handful of handwritten handy scripts, and you read, movie after movie, each one a little stranger than the last. A child takes on a murderous moonshine gang who the law refuses to touch, aided only by a chimpanzee that could quite easily have ripped the boy's face off at any time during production, or serve as a leopard. That sounds like unnecessary risk. A man flees from a murder charge into the Siberian wilderness and makes a new home among the tigers, any one of whom could have torn the film crew limb from limb because tigers are all bastards. Alfred safety nightmare! Child star Jodie Foster in a movie with a lion. Now come on, you're just tempting fate there. Fine. Two separate movies featuring time warps that make no sense. An erotic thriller with Billy Zane on a yacht. Bad Girl Island. Stop this madness! Remember that movie Mannequin? About a dude who falls in love with a mannequin? Yes. The sequel to that. But it has literally nothing to do with the original and none of the actors came back again. You're having a laugh now. Oh, I'm just getting started. A movie based entirely around an animatronic T-Rex someone happened to get hold of. The T-Rex is in love with a girl. It's possessed by the disembodied brain of some guy. It's as good as it sounds. Is the Tyrannosaurus realistic? No, I mean... It's a mechanical T-Rex in the movie, it just happens to be haunted. Why? And finally, a movie about a talking alien turd with magical powers. Oh, that could be good though. Except the whole thing is product placement for a fast food restaurant and the alien puppet looks like it has just developed awareness of where the puppeteer's hand goes. What is wrong with you people? If you happen to be Stuart Raffle, nothing is wrong, and all of these sound like great ideas. And to be fair, on paper, they always sound like they ought to work. In fact, some of his scripts over the years were subject to bidding wars. Think on that. Stuart Raffle was born in Stratford, England, in a perfectly ordinary part of the world to an ordinary set of circumstances. But he decided to go to Hollywood and make movies, and that's where the ordinary came to an end. He started out as an animal supervisor, renting out and handling animals in movies, which perhaps explains why so much of his early work contains exciting adventures among dangerous creatures. Needless to say, there are no leopards or bears in Stratford, so your guess is as good as mine there. In the early 70s, there was something of a fad for animal-based movies and television in America, what with all the crime-solving dolphins and pertinent kangaroos and whatnot, so Raffle made something of a name for himself. Not wanting to stick to the animal gigs forever, and seriously, it had to have been a matter of time before some actor ended up devoured by an angry pack of ocelots or something the way he was going, he hit upon a cunning strategy of making absolutely every move he possibly could. This is perhaps why his filmography veers so wildly from the thoughtful to the absolute barking batshit in back or gain so often. 
And yes, they really did happen to have an animatronic T-Rex going spare and thought it would be a grand idea to just make a movie around it. The pinnacle of his career, by which I mean the thing he might well be best known for and at least most accused of, is Mac and Me, a charming story about a boy and his alien which somehow managed to get hijacked along the way into becoming a product placement monstrosity for McDonald's. Now regarded as one of the worst movies of all time, it proves that you can't be too notorious. And if you're going to have a balls-outside-the-trousers career, it pays not to be boring. No one ever accused Raphael of that. He is still at large and still getting work. And while he may have settled into the quasi-erotic Caribbean thriller period of his work recently, the Cinemania Society knows that it's only a matter of time before he strikes again. Lock up the robotic dinosaurs. Hide away the alien puppets. Because if there's any kind of a movie to be made, Stuart Raffle is damn well going to be the one to cobble it together. Profiles in Cinemania is a production of the Cinemania Society, LLC. This episode was written and narrated by Andy Slack. Music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio.